Hi, welcome to the Hello Joy podcast, where we discuss life in our 20s, relationships and love, faith and self-care, and all the shower thoughts. I'm your host, Danielle Joy Robinson, and today's my birthday. It is February 27th, 2024, 8.57 p.m., so it is the end of my birthday, but I wrote a little script of something I wanted to share in honor of birthday month um and yeah I hope you all enjoy sorry if you hear the heat on in the background or the washer going there's a lot happening but today I wanted to share with you 22 things I've learned and loved in honor of it being my 22nd birthday so I wrote down 22 things that I would sort of tell myself at the beginning of college and for those of you who have been tuning in or if you just know this I am finished with college I graduated early um, last month and I have a few months before I walk in May but I'm in a bit of a transition period and just trying to figure it out so here are some things I've been reflecting on since I've been done and here I am to share them with you so the first thing that I would tell myself at the beginning of college is how other people feel about your boundaries is not your problem your job is to create express and stick to your boundaries not ensure that other people feel good about them or not This was the first one that I thought of because I am so empathetic and I care so deeply about people. So when I present a boundary and I finally muster up the courage to actually present my boundary and stick to it, for some reason I feel bad for putting that boundary there or enforcing it. And I don't want the other person to feel a certain type of way for me placing that there and needing to keep some distance. But at the end of the day, if they were the type of person in your life that respects you, supports you, understands you, then they shouldn't feel any type of way about your boundaries in the first place. And if people don't respect your boundaries, then they're not meant to be in your life anyway. Number two, you can say no. I know you feel obligated to be everything for everybody, but it's okay to know your limits and listen to yourself. If you know me, you know that I am the last person to say no to someone, especially. No, honestly, it doesn't, especially nothing. I'm, I'm 100% down to do whatever. And I always say yes, even when I don't feel like it. And even when it's last minute and I'm not feeling up to it, I'm still that person I'm going to push through. I'm going to show up because that's the type of person I am. And this past year, I've just been recognizing that I am not able to be my best self for others if I'm not my best self for me and a part of that is saying no to certain things and people so that I can best serve myself first before I serve others and I don't mean that in a selfish way but I do think it's okay sometimes to have a selfish mindset when it comes to your well-being and doing what's best for you Number three, it's okay to grow out of friendships and relationships. 
people are here. I've, I've mentioned this multiple times, but I remember, I think I mentioned this in my very, very first podcast episode, which I think we're coming up on a year on. It might be. Yeah, I think we're coming up on a year because I think I started in March of 2023, which is great. But um, anyway, I talked about how people are here for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And so not everyone is going to continue aligning with you or your lifestyle or your values. And it's okay to let them go. Not everyone is going to be there for each phase and stage of your life. And to be honest with you, I would be sort of concerned if they were, because if every single person ever, you know, since you were in high school or whatever it is, stayed with you your entire journey, your entire journey of life, I would be concerned because then where is the growth? I think friends can be friends and relationships can be great measurements of growth and certain experiences that you encounter along the way. So if none of those things are changing or shifting, then you might be stagnant and you might not be growing in your full potential. Number four, you are really that girl. And don't forget it. For real. I had to really tell myself that you are really that girl. I have a notes app. I'm suggesting this to you all to do for yourselves, but I have a notes app of a list of things that make me that girl. And sometimes I just need to remind myself like, yes, you, you are cool. (laughs) You are a cool person. And every day people are going to try and tear you down, prey on your downfall. But one thing you're not going to do is let them. Oftentimes, how most people feel about about you really isn't about you at all and a lot of people including myself have their own insecurities that often get projected onto you and once again that's not your problem it can be out of jealousy out of envy it could be out of spite and yet that has nothing to do with you so let people do them And don't forget that you're that girl or that boy or that person. You know, you are them. Okay, number five. It's never that serious, love. It's never that serious. Don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, you're just a girl after all. That's me talking to me. Life is just too short short to worry about every little thing and... If you spend more time worrying, then you're not spending time experiencing or living for that matter. Number six, no one is thinking about you as much as you think they are. I need to tell myself this every single day. Anytime I walk into a public space, anytime I'm in my thoughts about how I think other people perceive me, I just have to remind myself, we're all self-absorbed individuals that are constantly seeking external validation from others. So... I'm thinking that you're thinking about me when in reality you think about you. We're all just thinking about ourselves in most situations. And there's a bit of reassurance in that because it at least allows you to have comfort in knowing that no one is thinking about you the way that you are thinking about you and the way that you're thinking about you oftentimes or most most of the time could be pretty negative or in a negative light so and the same can go for the opposite if you were to say I'm thinking about myself very highly all this stuff I 
not that I don't think other people will think of you that way, but if you're coming at it from a boastful manner or mindset, then you might need to be humbled and think, you know, they're probably actually not thinking about you in that way, but whatever. The other opposite, the opposite thing of what I just said is, whoa, I can't even speak right now. Sorry. Scratch everything I just said. (laughs) It's no one is thinking about you as much as you think they are. Period. I'm done with that. Number seven, be chalant. Okay. I know that's not a word, but in my head, it's the opposite of nonchalant. Now, nonchalantness, which is also not a word, is unattractive. Say it with me. Nonchalantness is unattractive. Withholding your feelings in many situations, not not all, only harms you. And this generation, my generation, is so nonchalant. No one is straightforward about their feelings. No one is direct about their intentions. I don't even think people know their intentions to be direct about them. Let's start being chalant, okay? Let's start being straightforward and honest about how we feel about other people, what we want out of things, and how we plan to move. Because if not, then everyone's going to be confused. There's going to be misunderstandings. That's how situationships are bred and failed. So let's just start being honest with ourselves and with others, okay? Because we're wasting our own time. Number eight. It's okay to be a hopeless romantic. That just plays into the nonchalantness I was just talking about. You all, this world needs more romantic people. I'm a romantic person and I so desperately wish there were more open romantic people who aren't afraid to be, who aren't afraid to be romantic. And a little fact, not a fact, a little thing about me is I personally want to be with someone who is romantic, like I said, because I'm romantic myself. And I think that one of my love languages is, I don't i don't know how to express this, but it, like giving gifts and just being lovey-dovey, like that is something that I enjoy giving and also receiving. So I want to be with someone like that. And I remember I had gone on a date with someone last year and I asked them if they considered themselves a romantic person and they said not necessarily which was confusing to me because I guess I thought we were all romantic in our own way and I thought that you know getting flowers on a date or something would be oh yeah like even if that's not something you've ever done just the thought of it I would assumed was a universal okay thing to do but this person was like, no, not really. So anyway, interesting to me. But yeah, this generation just is not very romantic and whatever. But I just think we should be more, more lovely. Number nine, pick and choose your battles. So this year I told myself I was making it a point to not argue with men or boys. So if you're a man who has had a conversation with me where you said something outlandish and I responded with, okay. No, that's because I decided I don't have the energy to entertain you anymore because I just don't and I won't. I is choosing not to place my energy in that area of life only because I don't even need to get into it. But 
why do I need to argue with you? Oftentimes, and I'm saying men in general, but I mean, I'm really just not going to argue with people who I don't feel like hold the same emotional intelligence as me. And now that I said that out loud, it makes it, it's making it sound like I'm saying all men I speak to have lower intelligence than me, which is not what I'm trying to say. But oftentimes I, if I get into a conversation with a guy who's just not understanding me from my perspective, um, instead of breaking my back, trying to break something down to them like I have before and it never leads anywhere, I'm just going to say, okay, and move on. Because I just don't have the energy for it. Number 10, protect your peace. Nothing and no one. Please listen to me. This, listen to me here. Nothing and no one is worth your peace being disturbed, period. Number 11, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Okay, so that's a Bible verse, Proverbs 4, 23. I'm going to say it again. Above all else. Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Now, whether you're a sensitive and emotional person like me or not, your heart is a vital piece of you that should be handled with care. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned to my mom a situation that I was experiencing at the time where I didn't feel like I was being considered and handled with care. And I told my mom, I no longer want to surround myself with people who don't handle me with care. And I think about it in a physical sense where if you receive a package and it says fragile on it, that's how I think of myself. And I don't think I'm fragile in the sense that I'm easily breakable and you can knock me down. And I don't think I am in that way. It's more of, I want you to see me as a valuable being in your life to where you don't feel like you can just say and do whatever you want to me without without considering how I would feel about it. So I just don't feel like I have space to create for others who don't feel the need to handle me with care because I handle everyone with care and I don't even try to. Like, I wish I could say I actively try to all the time, but I'm so empathetic by nature. It just comes, it comes that way. And I want that to be reciprocated. So number 12, practice restraint and self-control. So this may be an unpopular topic of discussion, but learn to not always give in to your desires. For my Jesus girlies and boys listening Try denying your flesh and see how God changes your heart posture. I've been actively intentionally doing this lately and it's beyond me how drastic God has changes, has changes. How It's drastic how God has changed my heart and my mindset about certain things that I thought I desired and I actually didn't. And I realized that a lot of my desires are from the world and my human flesh. And there's a, I'm about to get into a word right now because I went to an event last week for college students uh, with my, my friend and choir member. And they just, the pastors talked about the, there being a spiritual realm 
in this fourth dimension that we can experience if we really just tap into the word and into our spiritual relationship with God and how we have the authority and power to speak life over our current situation in our lives so that we can be more prosperous in the spiritual realm. So they were also saying how when we die and go to heaven, we are not, when we die and go to heaven, we are going to have our, be in our spiritual being, if that makes sense, and live eternal life with God in the spirit. So the things that we do now on earth do make a difference in how we live in the spiritual realm later. So it's very important to be cautious and cognizant about the certain things that you're feeding and consuming here on earth. So lately I've just been actively trying to deny my flesh and be like, okay, so I used to be into that. Let's try not being into that because I'm convinced now that my human self is genuinely interested in this because of the world and the influence of the world and the sin of the world. But my spiritual self doesn't desire that, nor does my God desire that. So let's just try denying it and see how where that gets me. And when I tell you my mindset has changed on certain things that I thought I liked when my body just liked that, not my mind. And it doesn't actually, those things that don't actually make me feel good or fulfilled. So yeah. And also I just think it's a good practice to be able to have self-control when we feel like we want to be impulsive and we live in such an impulsive time where everything is an impulse buy. So it's great to just be aware of some of the patterns that we may have developed just because of the influence of the world. Number 13, your thoughts and feelings are just that, thoughts and feelings. You don't have to act on every thought or feeling, nor are they always accurate. I like to think about this sometimes when I have a thought or feeling that pops up into my body, that there are just neurons and certain, there's like a certain body, your brain chemistry that's connecting that formed that thought or formed that feeling. So it was just a physical thing that happened in my body and it may not actually hold significance or value because there are so many factors all around us that can cause us to think or feel something but a lot of it doesn't have a lot of bases, bases because it's just not grounded in anything. If someone walked into a room and they had negative, if they were a negative person and they brought in bad energy, you would feel that energy and you would feel some type of way. That's, that's accurate. You know, that was an accurate, your, your body responded accurately to them walking into your space. So in that case, this was like an accurate thing. But you might be feeling like, okay, I feel weird now, but I'm not sure why. Um, You may not, you may think that you are sad or angry or something, and then you feel like you need to do something about it. That is the inaccurate part about it. When all that happened is someone else brought some bad energy and then your body responded. It was literally your body like chemicals responding to something, but you don't need to do anything about it. You don't need to act on that, if that makes sense. 
And it's always, it's always important to be aware of them, especially when it's your intuition telling you something, but don't let it take control over you and cause you to make rash decisions. Number 14, sometimes all you need is a deep breath and a good cry. Life can be so overwhelming and oftentimes you may not know what to do with all of your emotions, so just let them out. And sometimes a release of emotions is all your body needs to go back to equilibrium. Number 15, Jesus is working even when you can't see it. Can I get an amen? You know, okay, stick with me here. You know when you take those short assessments on your professors in college where you give them feedback about their teaching? but they have to leave the room while you take it. Just because you physically can't see your professor anymore doesn't mean they aren't there in the hallway. And you know that they're there, you just can't see them, right? That is God. That's exactly how I think about God. God is always doing something. He's always there. We may not be able to see him physically, but we know he's there because the Bible said he the Bible said that he is and he said that he is. And we this is when the teacher scenario doesn't work, but we can feel him and we know that he's present because of the works that he does in our life and because he lives in us and lives through us and we are living through him. So even though you may not be able to see what God is doing because we are human beings and we are incapable of the godly realm like seeing through his eyes fully we're not we're often convinced that he's just not doing anything if we can't see it but god is not a part of this world so obviously i can't expect to be able to see something that isn't a part that isn't happening in my world right now a lot of the things that are happening is happening in the spiritual realm where god is working so yeah, period. That's it. Number 16. Your your journey is going to look different from everyone else's. So it's drastically going to be different, actually. And you shouldn't let anyone feel bad about your journey. So I think I mentioned this on my last episode. But since I've been out of college, which has literally been a month. <laughs> yeah, it's been a month or so. I've been asked the question, so what are you doing now? Where are you working? What are you doing? Um, How are you making your money? All great questions. Next question, please, because (laughs) I'm just living. I'm just living my life. And it's not, I'm not mad at the people asking the questions. I know people are genuinely interested in what I have going on, what I'm doing, how I'm making my money right now. But my answer to them is I'm just doing me God has so many phenomenal plans for my life that I can't even fathom but I just know that blessings are coming and so I'm putting all my faith and trust in God but in this current moment I'm just resting and I'm trying to figure out what it is that I want to do with my life I graduated early so I have that time to really figure it out plus no one is in competition to me right now (laughs) or you or at any point in life we're not in competition with one another if someone wants to take a gap year how is that impacting you not taking a gap year how is you taking a gap year impacting someone else that's not taking one you get what i'm trying to say how is me not having a job 
impacting you at in any way, whether you have a job or not, you know? So, but I often receive the comments that are like, oh, you're not doing anything then, or you must be lazy or all this stuff. I know me and I know that those things aren't true. So why do I even take, wow, I'm giving myself a word right here because why do I even take the opinion of someone else that I wouldn't want to be in their position anyway? I just don't know why I care so much, um, but their journey has nothing to do with mine and mine has nothing to do with theirs and that's all that really matters, right? So yeah, that's <laughs> that's that one. Number 17, there isn't a storm that you haven't made it out of yet. So right now, I just want you to reflect on all of the struggles and hard times that you've been through in the past. Think about the way that you felt while you were going through them and how you thought that it was never going to end. Now assess your situation right now. And I'm not saying you're, I don't know your story, so I don't know if you're going through things right now, but the things that you have been delivered from, you're over them now, right? You're no longer in them, right? The things you were delivered from. So just know that, all the storms that have come your way, you've passed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm laughing because it's just so good. Like, that is such a word. You've you've gone through all of them. You're done. And that isn't to say that you aren't going to encounter more. We're obviously going to encounter more. But you made it through. And that's just a testimony to say... Testament? Testimony? That's a testament to say... That you can do it and you have the resilience to make it through. And you have God by your side that's going to help you through those hard times. And each after each storm, it gets easier and easier to get past the storms. Ugh, that is too good. Number 18. Learn to enjoy your own company. Okay, this might be... This might just be personal because I'm in my introverted era. But I've realized just how much I enjoy hanging out with myself. And a big part of that is because I don't have to worry about how other people are feeling. Now, as I said before, I'm a huge empath. So I'm always thinking about how others are feeling and if they're having a good time or not. But spending time with myself and truly getting to know who I am and what I have to offer as a person has really been beneficial for my well-being. And I think it's important to recognize just how great you are and you are a joy to be around number 19 there are people who think about you all the time there are people who secretly miss you and there are people who admire you dearly and you don't even know it I wrote this after the learn to enjoy your own company because I did have to sit and realize you are a great person and honestly, just don't discount yourself. You are a really cool person and people should feel honored to know you. Number 20, you don't always have to be prepared for everything. Actually, I encourage you this year to prepare less for social interactions, for dates, you know, just things that don't, you don't need to be anxious about. It, life is so unpredictable. We don't actually know how things are going to turn out anyway. But being overprepared, 
I don't, okay, it depends, like, it's all circumstantial, but at least for me, if I'm overprepared, then I start getting anxious, and I, if I'm underprepared, I'm anxious too, but most things don't turn out the way you think they're going to, so why not just go into it with an open mind, be, be the, be the correct level of prepared, or a little less, have an open mind, and go into it wholeheartedly wanting to just experience learn and grow that's all have that be your motive as opposed to being prepared to answer every question right or do everything right just have the goal of showing up that's it number 21 you haven't met all the people who are going to love you yet and you haven't met all the people who you're going to love I just think that's so beautiful to think about. And it also gives me hope and reassurance that there's so much more to my life. So many people I get to encounter, so many experiences I get to have. And I, right now, I'm going through friend transition periods. And I, I don't know, I just feel like it's so exciting to me to know that there are going to be new people coming into my life at some point and I don't know when. So that's another thing I'm excited about that. It's kind of unexpected, but that's the beauty about life. Everything's unexpected. Most things are unexpected. And in those unexpected times is some of the greatest blessings that you can receive. Now, the last one I have Number 22, seek first God's kingdom and you will inherit the utmost of blessings. So I thought about that as I was reflecting on this Bible passage, Matthew 6, 28 through 34. I'll read it right now. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was just like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow was thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Ooh, each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay, I need to say the last one again. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I'm in my Jesus era, and my next episode is going to be about me being in my Jesus era. And I know every era should be my Jesus era. But you know, as Christians, we go, we ebb and flow. We go in and out. And I really just want to be in. I want to be in. I want to be on fire. I want to be uplifted and fulfilled and inspired. And I want to be transformed. And I want to have a breakthrough and all of these things. And I'm just in my era, in in my season of seeking the kingdom first I want to chase after God I want to 
live in my spiritual realm. I want to hear from God more clearly. I want to have discernment. I want to have conviction. I want to have prayer time. I want to deepen my relationship. I want to go to church and I want to pray and I want to have a great community of believers around me and non-believers so that we can we can come together and learn more about the gospel and everything, all the good things. And yeah, that is just where I'm at right now. And I just know that seeking first God's kingdom will allow us to inherit great things. And I don't just want to do it just to inherit blessings. Although I know as humans, by default, we are selfish and we do things transactionally. So I know that obviously my human self and my mind like does desire blessings, obviously, who wouldn't? But at the same time, I genuinely just want to know God more. And I really want to understand his calling on my life. I want to understand what he has for me, how he wants me to serve and be a blessing in others, pe- other people's lives. So that is kind of where I'm at. And that was my last thing. So those are the 22 things that I've been learning and I've been loving and that I would tell myself at the beginning of college To be honest with you, I feel like the last four years, three and a half years, just flew by and I experienced so many things within these three and a half years, but I don't regret anything that I went through or the things that I didn't go through just because it got me to this place today. And I'm so genuinely happy that I'm able to articulate these things and reflect back on on my life and the time that I had in college. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed hearing those things. Uh, There's a couple hours left of my birthday. I'm going to go watch the most recent episode of The Bachelor. Let me know if you guys want to hear my take on this season. But I love you all. I hope you have such a blessed week. And I will see you next week. Bye.